Thanks for having me on. The occasion of our conversation is this Washington Post article that highlighted four nonprofits, I might add, that are making a ton of money off bogus information. Most of it, it would seem to be anti-vaccine and uh, about COVID myths and stuff like that. That's completely in your wheelhouse. So I wonder what your reaction to it is not surprised at all these four entities by the way these aren't aren't entities that you know we could have arguments about their positions they're sort of have reasonable physicians arguing about you know these are four entities that push hardcore completely scientifically free anti-vaccine rhetoric that we know is doing real harm so not just about the covid vaccine but also about you know measles vaccines that you know it's contributing to the the rise in uh, measles rates really around the world so these are four entities that are doing real harm and as disclosed in the washington post article they make millions of dollars off of those lies those harmful lies and i think this is a really important message because i think it's often overlooked that fact that Profit is often underlying the motivation for for pushing the misinformation. And I, I think more people need to know that. You know, sometimes these entities, including one of them, they sell supplements. So they they push fear about vaccines so they can sell supplements to deal with the alleged harms. Others have a, you know, a big agenda like RFK Jr., right? He, he was number one, by the way, his organization. They have a big agenda, right? They're trying to build a brand. So they're trying to bring in the money. And sadly, sadly, it works. You're absolutely right that they bring in the money by peddling nonsense and sometimes services, like you can sign up to consult with a uh, doctor. But the other aspect in this, Tim, is that they solicit donations, and they're pretty heavily supported by libertarian groups and Christian evangelical groups. That's right. So the Children's Health Defense, which is the RFK entity, I believe it was $24 million they brought in one year, which was eight times. So this is once COVID happens, eight times what they they raised the or they brought in the, the year before. So just to give you a sense of the significance of the increase and the effectiveness of their rhetoric. The other trend that we're seeing, which picks up on, on the point that you just made, is increasingly they're playing to ideology, which is really unfortunate because research consistently shows once this misinformation becomes part of, of someone's ideology, it's, it becomes much more difficult to debunk. Uh, there's been a lot of research even over the last six months that that highlights the, the degree to which that is the case. You know, it's bad news that people are wasting their money, that they're supporting these entities that are doing such harm, and now it's becoming about about, you know, communities and ideology, which is going to make it more challenging to reverse this trend. I don't doubt that there's a lot of people out there who fully believe in the nonsense that they've been fed. But when it comes to entities like this, in your experience, are they just running a racket or do they believe in their hearts that they're doing God's work? What a fascinating question, right? You know, I I think about this all the time, actually. Uh, and, and there's some of these individuals that are, are heavily involved in these organizations that are MDs, they're PhDs, or someone like RFK Jr. that is constantly exposed to the truth, you know, what the evidence actually says, and they still push it. So for me, it's hard to believe they don't know what the scientific consensus is. But human, you know, cognitive biases, right? Com you know, confirmation bias, it's powerful. It's powerful. I think some of them do think that they are, are you know, doing the right thing. But a large cohort are selling, to, trying to sell product, you know, they're trying to create a brand. So that, you know, I, I think makes it more difficult to to disempower them, you know, when they're we're in that they're in that former group when they really feel like they're doing, you know, as you as you put it, God's work. 
So what kind of harm can this lead to? Well, we know it's it's doing it's doing tremendous harm. These entities, and I know I'm repeating myself, they're really pushing stuff that is clearly wrong. Like you know, autism is caused by by vaccines. It's just demonstrably false. We have a, gr- a large body of evidence produced by independent researchers that tell us that that's false. But they keep pushing it, and that fear mongering is doing it's killing people, right? It's killing people. That's how serious uh, this is. So we do have to figure out ways that we can you know counter that that information, you know, respectfully respecting freedom of expression in a liberal democracy. But holy cow, by the way, you know, this has been rated as the number one issue of our time by numerous entities, including, you know, surveys of large portions of the population. So yeah, this this matters. I'm wondering if there's, you know, are we losing the battle on truth in some quarters? I mean, you know, most people are still getting vaccinated, but, you know, I get missives almost every single day, texts and things on Twitter and emails where people say, see, we were right. And they're circulating a completely bogus story about ivermectin. You know, we've talked in the past many times. I think I'm becoming a little bit more pessimistic for some of the reasons we've talked about, you know, the degree to which this is becoming about ideology. But I, I, I like, you know, how how much worse would it be if we weren't pushing back against the noise, right? If they're if we weren't trying to to correct it. And the, and the other good news is we are getting more and more research about what can be done to fight misinformation, and we're getting indications about scalable interventions that, again, you know, work within that that open discussion framework. You know, we're not talking about censorship. We're talking about you know trying how can we put the message out there in a way that's that's going to land. And the other thing I think is really important is to highlight the, the degree to, to which there is a scientific consensus about this stuff. And that's not groupthink, right? That's a body of evidence that was produced by independent researchers. Interesting studies have shown that most people do not know what that scientific consensus is because how powerful these voices are coming from these entities like these entities that are pushing misinformation they create this illusion of false balance right that there are a group of scientists think this and a group of scientists think that in reality it's 99 percent of clinicians and scientists believe the COVID vaccine, for example, we could talk about other ones, are safe and effective. And there's just this really small, loud, well-funded, unfortunately, cohort of, uh, of contrarians that are doing damage. But of course, you and I are just puppets of the World Economic Forum. Yeah, that's right. And that, but you know what? It, that's important too, because what these these entities also do is they try to delegitimize the scientific community, right? You know, say we're conflicted out, that we're pharma shills, that we're puppets of the World Economic Forum, and you can counter it and counter. No, this is actually where I get my research funds. I get it from you know the Canadian Institutes of Health Research. It doesn't matter, right? They're very, very effective at what they're doing, and what they're doing is causing a lot of damage. Thanks for this. Thanks so much.